Despite his lack of character, Jason Rapp did not deserve a death sentence. I had enjoyed a pleasant shuttle flight from Orbitus to Mars until Rapp's call rattled my zip connection. The wind howled and sand grains patted against his rover's bubble top, suggesting a severe dust storm. He said that someone in a silver terrain suit, brandishing a pinpoint pulsar, had hiked through the Martian ridge shadows. Rapp sensed a murderous intent. At first, I wanted to chide him for not meeting me for breakfast on Orbitus. Just ten hours ago, he slipped me important information, coinciding with my trip to Mars, about a cover-up in the Turcotte ore refining operation on the planet. The security chief for the Turcotte operation told me the same thing. But now my attention was directed toward Rapp's pleas for help. Now my attention was directed toward Rapp's pleas for help. As the pinpoint was aimed at the bubble, he frantically described the tinted face shield of his potential killer. Twenty-five years at the Space Investigative Bureau had alerted me to the shrill crescendo of a pinpoint pulsar's thin red beam. I heard the bubble rip as Rapp cried out for mercy. The outward gush of air into the cold, diminished Martian atmosphere was soon replaced by his mournful whimper. He pushed out my name in his last remaining gasps. Cobb. Cobb. Rap, Rap, can you hear me? I sat up fully in the recliner and gripped my perforated zip. The signal went out. Rap, Rap. The pulverizing sand and wind gusts grew louder now. I leaned toward the shuttle's oval portal. Behind the backdrop of stars, Mars cast a rusty glow beyond the shuttle's gray wing. Rapp was dead, thousands of kilometers away on the planet's surface. I flipped up the recliner tray as images of Rapp in his dark tuxedo at Orbis's blackjack tables shot through my brain like bursts from the pinpoint. My shoes connected to the floor forces and I started down the aisle. The forward hatch was sealed. One of the attendants, an affable young woman with bouncy blonde hair, stared from the adjacent alcove and flashed her white teeth before she spoke. Mr. Cobb, if you're looking for the bathroom, it's to the rear of this section. I need to speak with a navigator, I said brusquely. The navigator? she asked as if the question had transcended her usual answers about food, drink, or rester pillows. I don't understand. Miss, I'm a private investigator, a former SIB agent. One of my clients is in trouble on the planet. I need the navigator's assistance. Yes, yes, of course. I removed my license, retired bureau discs, and placed them in her smooth palm. Here, let the pilot check these. She squinted, seemed confused, and complied with my request. Her long red fingernails tapped out a code on the side panel. The hatch slid open and remained open as she walked down the narrow corridor. Silhouetted cabin figures were positioned in front of glowing console panel lights and the encroaching brown Martian sphere. I glanced briefly at the hint of the upper ice caps as I exhaled. The attendant leaned over a man seated at a darkened alcove containing numerous window monitors. She held out her hand and pointed toward me as she spoke. The man glanced at me and took both discs from her hand. I could see him lean over one of the window screens. Then he nodded and waved me up front. I checked my zip window, set to standard time at the Livingston Dome. It was 1.44 p.m. I squeezed my large frame through the hatch and moved sideways down the connector corridor. 
The young man stood in his bright blue neckliner and dark pants. He extended his hand quickly, and I wondered if he approved of my long bureau record. Mr. Cobb, what can I do for you? I studied his black name badge embroidered into his neckliner at the shoulder. Moss, I need an enhanced scan of the planet's surface. I just received a distress call from a potential informant, and I think he's been murdered. I handed him my zip. Last call coordinates are locked in my zip memory. Moss nodded once and positioned my zip on his station counter. He immediately hooked in a relay, punched a few buttons on the panel, and a Mercator map of Mars appeared on his window monitor. A green dot flashed in the northern hemisphere, center of the Elysium Planitia. I recognized the area because it was my destination. Well, he's 18 kilometers out from the Livingston Dome. On Turcot land, it looks like there's an industrial plant five kilometers back 